Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. It's a penny for your thoughts. Great to have you with us on another gorgeous day here in East Central Illinois. Temperatures very pleasant today, 73 degrees. Now, it's starting to get chilly at night. And we'll have a high of 59 by Friday and a high of 60 on Saturday, so... It'll start to feel more like fall as we go along. But those uh, lows getting down into the upper 30s, around 40, so a little chill in the air. Uh, leaves are starting to turn more rapidly. Harvest underway. Good to have you with us here on A Penny for Your Thoughts today on this Tuesday. A lot of open line time today. We'll kind of have a sandwich day. A lot of open line at the beginning and open line at the end with a guest in the middle. Mark Densler will join us. He's the president and CEO of the Illinois Manufacturing Association. Now, this is a manufacturing month in the state of Illinois. They're doing a bus tour and a lot of different events uh, around the state. And when it comes to manufacturing, one question that uh, I'll have, and maybe you have a couple as well, but what is it with uh, the lack of workers available in the workforce? Not just in restaurants or in other places that you've seen, but in manufacturing too, manufacturing jobs. And manufacturing has changed a lot. You know, a lot of high-tech jobs now in manufacturing from when we think manufacturing, if we're of a certain age, we think um, you know factories are working here, working, putting stuff together in a dark, dingy place. Well, it's it's high tech manufacturing, and uh, Mark will join us for a few minutes on that, and then we'll go back to an open line at the end of the show here today. You can join us a variety of ways here. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number. Text line: Castle Heating and Cooling. Presenting that, 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Busy show the rest of the week here as well. Coming up tomorrow, Judge Jason Baum, here a circuit judge in the circuit here locally, will join us in the second hour tomorrow. Also, we'll touch a little bit tomorrow on the 100th anniversary of OSF and their work. So we'll do that for a little bit. Also, uh, during the uh, course of the week, Thursday, there's a, well, today, there's actually a column in the opinion page talking about the Safety Act. Our friend uh, Chapin Rose, who we had on here last week, discussing that and other issues. Uh, he has an editorial piece today in there. On Thursday, we'll have State Senator Scott Bennett 
in the first hour at 9 o'clock about the Safety Act, and State's Attorney Julia Reitz in the second hour on Thursday in the 10 o'clock hour, also on the Safety Act. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll dig into that pretty deep and answer a lot of your questions or let you express your opinions on all of that to uh, State Senator Bennett and State's Attorney Julia Reitz on Thursday. Illini Friday coming up. We'll have some combination of uh, Kent, Cassie, and Barry, at least Kent and Cassie so far, waiting to confirm with Barry. Also, Martin O'Donnell, my partner on the air for football, the color analyst for Illini football games, will join me as well on Friday as we get you ready for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Illini about a field goal favorite, I guess, three points. So basically a toss-up game coming in. you got two really good defensive teams, both teams in the top five in the country in points allowed, fewest points allowed. In fact, Illinois is number two in the country, right behind Alabama in fewest points allowed. I think Alabama's given up about seven and a half a game. Now, they've only played four games. We've played five. So we've had one more game to, for an opportunity to give up points, and we just haven't. Not very many, anyway. But Alabama's one, Illinois two. I think Iowa's in the top four, and so is Minnesota. And Iowa and Minnesota happen to be the next two opponents for uh, Saturday night. And then homecoming a week from Saturday. So we'll talk on, on Friday about all of that. But uh, it's your time here today on an open line. 9-11 is our time. And again, our temperature headed for a high of 73. And man, we've had a lot of sunshine. Hope if you've been out in the fields, if you've had a chance, let us know where you might have been, where you're working today if you are. And of course, continuing to try to clean up down in uh, Florida. And this is when it gets tough. Because you've got the coverage of the lead-up to the storm, then the storm itself hits, the storm surge, then the damage, and then starts all the work of getting the electricity back on, getting the Internet back on, getting the water running again. Had some friends uh, we had dinner with last night who have some property down there and uh, saying the running water is an issue right now. Just having being able to take a shower or run some water, clean some dishes or whatever, the case may be that's a big problem right now. So they, they'll work through that, trying to clean up after the hurricane. And I guess they got a lot of rain in different parts of uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. Uh, got a lot of rain as well as that storm moved away. So anyway, those are some of the uh, things that are out there uh, that are on the uh, docket today. Gas prices going up again. Uh, the president blaming big oil. Big oil is always an easy target. But uh, he's uh, blaming big oil for the increase in prices. OPEC indicating it may cut oil production this week. That probably won't help either, I would think. As far as the uh, price of gas, that'll have a trickle effect. Our voters swinging towards the GOP here. Early voting underway in a lot of uh, states. But a lot of the polls indicate a Republican wave. Now, some people say it may not be as big as some people thought. Other people now beginning to think, yeah, it might be that big. Comparing it to 1994 in the middle of the Clinton administration, kind of the uh, reaction to uh, Hillary Care when it was proposed, the forerunner of Obamacare, and then, of course, in the midterms in 2010 with the Tea Party. And Republicans picked up, I want to say, 40-some seats in one and 63 in the other. I don't know if it'll be that big this time or not, but uh, the experts are kind of throwing darts at the, at, the, at the target right now trying to figure out what it might be. So we'll see. And Unit 4 holding some uh, open meetings, some forums, some uh, focus groups, I guess, they're doing starting tomorrow. Jeff D'Alessio has that in the News Gazette today. In regards to the current model is the school of choice. I had that for my daughters. You can list the schools you'd like your kids to attend. Uh, try to get one close to your home if you can. Uh, 
Well, they're looking at restructuring that and might affect, they say, some of the models say, could affect up to 90% of kids, depending on which way they go. At least that's what one of the studies shows as far as the restructuring of um, what's now a school of choice, how they want to do it with elementary schools, and they're doing some focus groups and want to hear from you on that as to your thoughts on how that should go. So I'm sure they'll get a lot of input on that, I would hope anyway. And uh, National Taco Day today, Cinnamon Roll Day, Fortune Magazine out with their most powerful women. Gifford Grade School celebrating a state title. That's in the News Gazette today. So lots of things to touch on. Maybe you like those topics and maybe you don't. Maybe you want to bring up something else. That's entirely up to you. 914, open line this hour. Mark Densler with the Illinois Manufacturers Association for about 20 minutes or so in the second hour. And then we'll finish the show with an open line as well. Tomorrow, Jason Baum in the second hour, local judge. 914, back in a moment here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Great, 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 great to have you with us. Nine eighteen on a great looking Tuesday. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Text line at two one seven three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws dot com. Roofs by Roger. One thing they want to remind you about here in the fall: roof washing. How about that? Destroy moss, algae before they destroy your roof. Improve the look of your property and curb appeal. Increase the life of your shingles. So something you might think about, you can save uh, thousands of dollars, they say, over early roof replacement. They call it the Peak 301 treatment, environmentally friendly and soybean-based formula. It restores the molecules of your shingles. You know, shingles had molecules and all that. Yeah, there's a science to this, I guess. Extends the life of your roof by six years guaranteed. Roof's already in good shape. Could see a 10-year increase in the life of their shingles. And it saved homeowners 80 to 85% compared to roof replacement. Pliability of shingles even more important during colder temperatures, and those are coming. So uh, get ready. Roost by Roger. And, of course, they do all the usual things, 217-834-3800. You can go to their website, RoofsByRoger, R-O-D-G-E-R.com, and check it out. Services, of course, include roofing, gutters, gutter guard, windows, and siding. Been around a long time, in business, 35-plus years. Roger Oakletree, the man there, nearly 50 years of experience himself, in the roofing industry. And again, if you need, I know a lot of folks are out checking out the hail damage from a couple of weeks ago. And Roost by Roger, of course, can help with that. Roost by Roger, 217-834-3800. All right, here's some texts that have come in. Good morning, Brian. I have a great feeling the Illini will beat the Hawkeyes. Strap in Martin O'Donnell. He's going to get overly excited. <laughs> he does get excited, that's for sure, because he loves the Illini, don't we all? Uh, Hillary care question mark just keep scaring the poor people Brian I'm not sure I know what you mean all I'm referring to in the talking about the midterm elections 1994 midterms with Bill Clinton in the White House opposition to Hillary care the precursor to Obamacare is their primary campaign weapon Republicans picked up a whopping 54 seats in the House eight in the Senate 10 governorships talking about history here from 1994. 16 years later, in 2010, Barack Obama in the White House, 
Strong opposition to Obamacare. Republicans netted a jaw-dropping 63 House seats, six in the Senate, six governorships. Will history repeat itself again in the 2022 midterms? We'll find out November 8. But the electoral ground this cycle is arguably even more fertile for a massive Republican electoral wave than it was those years ago in 2010 or 94. So we'll see. Abortion uh, may be a factor motivating Democratic voters. We'll see about that. Immigration, I know, is a big one that is motivating a lot of Republican voters. Will Joe Biden run again in 2024? Well, we'll see. Now, somebody says that he told Al Sharpton that he is, but who knows? And somebody else says it is big oil. They've already cut and they've already cut production twice. I guess you mean OPEC. Well, here's what I'm looking at, all right? OPEC and non-OPEC producers, a group then often referred to as OPEC Plus, will meet in Vienna, Austria on Wednesday, that would be tomorrow, to decide on the next phase of production policy. The oil cartel and its allies considering an output cut of more than a million barrels per day, according to OPEC Plus sources who spoke to Reuters. The OPEC ministers are not going to come to Austria for the first time in two years to do nothing. So there's going to be some kind of historic uh, cut of some kind. This uh, are considering, the OPEC considering their largest output cut since the start of the coronavirus pandemic this week, they say. So maybe they've cut it twice a little bit, but apparently a big cut is coming. Based on, that's from uh, news sources that I'm just looking at right now. So we'll see. And hi, Brian. What is your station? Continue to air ads that permit convicted felon Aaron Ammons to lie about the events of January 6th at the Capitol. Well, it's a political ad. I've, I've mentioned this before. Uh, people buy the time. We have no input, very little, if any, input on what they say in the commercial. It's a political ad. It's, their, uh, it's what they put in there is theirs. So you can um, challenge them on it. You can, as far as a listener... You can ignore them. You can uh, buy into what is said, but that's up to you. We don't have any say as to what goes in or very little say as to what is said in an ad. And uh, they can buy the time. All right, uh, 217-356-9397-923 at uh, DWS on a penny for your thoughts. Let's go to the phones. Mark is with us. How you doing? Hello? Hang on here. We don't have him up here. Do we have him up, Adam? All right. Are you there? I don't hear him. All right. Try it now. Go Go ahead, Mark. Um, Jim Dye had a story this morning about uh, downtown Champaign. Did you get a chance to see it? I have not yet, no. Well, it talked about the. I read the. I read the. I read the headline. Something about pep in the step. Right. Right. Okay. The the city has invested uh, to a consultant one hundred forty six thousand dollars to um, stimulate downtown Champaign. And last night, I was sent a photo of a uh, gangster disciple symbol spray painted on the sidewalk in front of the old news gazette building and when i talked to council a couple months ago i they came up with all these you know reasons uh 
why people don't come to downtown. And my response to every one of them was all four answers should be crime. I know you and I have talked in the past and you've said that you've gone to downtown and, you know, never saw any of the incidents. One of the reporters for the News Gazette uh, went on a ride along in August and said it was just absolute chaos in downtown Champaign. What time did they so go? You, what time did they uh, go? They went at 11. Okay. Well, I'm not out at 11 I o'clock. Mean, so. Right. And <clears throat> well, right, what I want to encourage you to do is uh, next time you talk to Chief Tyler or something else like that, see if you can uh, ride with – uh, someone that's working the downtown area after dark, uh, you know, the 11 o'clock, uh, and to see exactly what uh, goes on in downtown Champaign. Um, you know, you can't, you can, you can call everything what you want it to be. You can go by the fancy slogan, but if everybody believes they need to leave by 9 o'clock to avoid the violence, then you're not going to have people spending sixty, seventy, eighty dollars at the various downtown businesses. And there's been all stories after stories after stories about uh, the bar owners, uh, restaurant owners in downtown, just simply saying that their clientele just dries up um, at nine o'clock at night because people are afraid of the violence in downtown Champaign. Hmm. So, so we can have all these fancy, you know, my. Uh, I have a slogan for downtown. It's simply come for the food, stay for the violence. Um, you come downtown, and, and, and by 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, you simply leave. So you, you said you've, been, you've seen all this? You've been, you've been I out? Mean, it's all over social media. Okay. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to be a part of it to watch it on social media. I mean, Facebook and everybody else has got, uh, you know, there was a huge brawl this summer, and I do mean huge, uh, right in front of the city manager's office on Neal Street, Neal and uh, University. And, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, and if you ask, you know, your friends, do you, you know, do you guys stay out past 10 o'clock in downtown Champaign? They'll say no. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll so, I'll talk to some of the folks know, I, mean, I know I would, that that own the businesses down there and see what they'll tell me. Well, that would be great. But I would yeah. also encourage you to get firsthand. You know, I realize the fall is a little busy, and so is the winter. But come spring, I would encourage you to, uh, um, you know, uh, your predecessor rode with me a long time ago and had a good time. Mm -hmm. So you might just want to spend four or five hours to see what it's like after dark in downtown Champaign, and it's not necessarily a pretty sight. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, good idea. Thank, Thank you, Mark. You. Yep. Appreciate Bye. it. Very good. Uh, 217-356, have you had that similar experience? Are you, uh, are you uh, not wanting to be downtown after a certain time? I mean, I'm usually there. If I'm downtown, I'm there early evening. Um, I don't. You know, I'm not one to be hanging around downtown at 10, 11, 12 at midnight unless there's a show at the Virginia for some reason that got out. We were at Leanne Rimes's event. We were there. It was after 9 o'clock, 9.30. But uh, Mark's obviously talking a little later. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I wouldn't mind uh, getting a view of that. But if you are a restaurant owner or you're uh, someone who has a business downtown, what are you seeing? If you want to let us know, you can certainly do that. I think uh, it's the heart of it all. The campaign overseen, this is what uh, Mark's referring to, Jim Dye's column. 
The campaign overseen by the Champaign Center Partnership and financed by a city grant. It says, also, don't forget Outside of Ordinary, the promotion effort directed by our friends that visit Champaign County. The goal is to create a positive brand for Champaign, complete with its very own logo. Instead of thinking, I love New York, think I love Champaign. Plan calls for the promotion effort to have its own website, include a marketing campaign featuring billboard advertising, banners, and T-shirts. So you can read about it. It's in the uh, News Gazette. Jim Dye writes about it today. We'll have Jim on at the end of the week. We can ask him about that, what he's learned about that particular campaign. But uh, the headline is, City PR Push Designed to Put Pep in Your Step, is what he says. All right, 929 at DWS. Alan is up next. Hey, Alan. Hey, morning, Brian. I get, didn't get a chance to listen to you guys yesterday. Uh, it is a shame that Champagne has to feel like they got to be indoors by 10 o'clock. We don't have to worry about that down there. We just don't put up with that. Uh, maybe eventually some days it'll, it'll happen, but uh, it's too bad it's happening up there. The Champagne used to be a really fun town to go to at night a long time ago. Yeah, I don't have any, uh, like I say, I don't have a lot of firsthand experience being downtown anyway. Uh, over the years, much past ten o'clock to begin with, so I'm not I'm not an expert. So, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you got to come back home. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, from the win, yes. Yeah, from the win. Uh, I had a good feeling about the game, but boy, I sure didn't expect it to go like it did. But uh, it was fun. I didn't get to see much of it, but I got to listen to it, bits and pieces. I was doing games and stuff, and. Uh, each time I come back, the score got a little bigger and a little bigger, and I, wow, that's great. Yeah, we made the so, uh, uh, made the comment during the the game about uh, the movie uh, Finding Nemo. You know, Dory kept saying, "Just keep swimming." I was like, "Well, let's just keep scoring because that's what we just yeah. kept scoring, and then we never." And you did, and that's yeah. the way you should do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did listen to a Wisconsin fan after the game. I don't know what shows on the sports. Wisconsin just got beat by a really bad Illinois team, I'm thinking. This guy really don't follow football very, well, very much at all, then. No. If he really thinks that. Nope. No. Jay Lehman says we're playing better than anybody in the Big Ten West. Can you see the scenario that if we happen to lose our defensive coordinator, that Lehman might hire Paul Crisp? Well, I think Paul's been more of an offensive guy. You don't think he's involved with defense at I don't, all? Ever? I don't think so. I don't okay, I don't think that's, that's his specialty. Yeah. Well, it was a great win. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I just wish it was a day game, not a night game, because it's going to be pretty nippy, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, one, base, one baseball note. We actually did get to live to see a Babe Ruth-like player. Isn't that amazing? Right. Wow. Yes, Oodles. He passed Babe Ruth in RBIs. He almost caught him in home runs. The only thing he couldn't do was pitch. Yeah. No, you're right. That's when you start talking about Aaron and Ruth. I mean, <laughs> he's in that yeah. in that crowd. So I mean, that's uh, yeah. A generation from now, people will look back and say, "Wow, we were able to see, you know, Babe Ruth, or we were able to see Mickey Mantle, or you know, in this case, it'll be Albert Pujols." So. Well, my last game of seeing him in person, he had two home runs that day. Isn't that something? So. Mm. Yeah. That's all I got, Brian. Thank you, sir. 
Yep. Appreciate you. Thank you. 9.32, a break. Back with more here. Open line till 10. Mark Densler will join us from the Illinois Manufacturers Association for a little bit. And then back to an open line at the end. So keep the thoughts coming here on this Tuesday. Back after this. CBS Television presents a special report on Sputnik 1, the Soviet space satellite. Douglas Edwards reporting. Until two days ago, that sound had never been heard on this earth. Suddenly, it has become as much a part of 20th century life as the whir of your vacuum cleaner. It's a report from man's farthest frontier, the radio signal transmitted by the Soviet Sputnik, the first man-made satellite as it passed over New York earlier today. Yeah, there you go. On this day in history, October 4th, 1957, an event that caused shock and disbelief in the United States. Soviets launched a satellite named Sputnik into space, the first time man had put anything into orbit. So that was on this day, October 4, 1957, and of course eventually led to the uh, start of NASA and uh, the John Kennedy speech about putting a man on the moon, and there we were, what, 12 years uh, later, getting it done. But uh, Sputnik was kind of that, ooh, they beat us there first. October 4, 1957. 65 years ago today, Leave it to Beaver made its debut on CBS. 1957, same day. How about that? Sputnik and Leave it to Beaver on the same day. Moved to ABC a year later and ran until uh, 1963. And happy birthday, Susan Sarandon, 76 years old today. Susan Sarandon, 76. All right, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. The Beef House over in Covington, Indiana. I want to thank my friends uh, Jeff and Tammy Verbin. Uh, came by yesterday during the course of the show. They had been at the Beef House, and they brought me a half dozen Beef House rolls in a box. Just left it at the front counter. And I had a couple for lunch yesterday. So I appreciate that. Uh, they're famous for the Beef House rolls, of course. And you can go to beefhouserolls.com for that. And check out all the things, the menu. And you can just get your total uh, navigation site, if you will, navigational tool for the Beef House. Established in 1964. They've been doing this a long time. Chicken, pork, pasta, seafood, the great steaks. When you walk in, you can see all the different cuts of meat. It's right there at the front as you walk in. And when you walk in that parking lot, when you park your car, you'll be like, the aroma will be like, wow. Something good is uh, cooking inside. The Beef House, exit 4 Covington, Indiana. Make sure you say hi to Bob and Bonnie Right, They love hearing from you, talking Illini. He'll talk Purdue. He's a big Purdue guy, but he's a friend of the Illini. So he'll um, be glad to see you. 939, speaking of food, today, National Taco Day. It's the real Taco Tuesday. It means taco deals, maybe a free lunch if you're lucky. 7-Eleven doing 10 mini tacos for a buck, but you have to use their app to do that. Taco Bell and Del Taco offering free reward points on their apps. There's actually something called the National Taco Council, which was established in 1964. And at one point, the National Taco Council sent a 55-pound taco to President Johnson at the White House. 
And uh, just a little tidbit as well, it's also cinnamon roll day. Sweden claims to have invented the cinnamon roll in the 1920s. But ask any country in northern Europe, they'll tell you the same thing. And the largest cinnamon bun ever baked, 1,149 pounds. 1,149 pounds. Medford, Oregon. So there you go. A lot of food there talked about in the last minute and a half. 940 at DWS on a penny for your thoughts. Uh, good morning. What might be your take on the Pride Fest parade this last week and the passing of condoms during the parade? I I don't have a take. I wasn't there. I don't know. Um, I do know they had a lot of, had a big turnout for it, but I uh, don't know much other than that. Good morning, Brian. Wanted to let people know about the last big car show for the year in Quincy, Illinois, October 14th through the 16th. Be a week from uh, this weekend. This show is for all types of cars that are 1949 or older. The show is on the streets in the old downtown area of Quincy. They sometimes have as many as 400 cars, and the show is free to all. So there you go. Quincy, Illinois, October 14th through the 16th. Cars 49, 1949 or older. Old downtown area, as many as 400 cars. Show is free. So there, if you're thinking about something to do, you can do that if you'd like to do that. And uh, Kevin says, I have a bit of a silly question for you, Brian. Just what is it meant by the coach's term complimentary football? I assume it has something to do with field position, punting, et cetera, but not sure. Maybe you can quiz Bielema to expound on that term. Well, what he means is, and Martin O'Donnell uses the term a lot too, is that the offense is doing its job basically and racking up yards and points and moving the football, and the defense is doing it parts, its part as well. So each side is complementing the other when you get a good balance. And what we had too much of in the last couple of years was the offense was three and out, and what I mean by that is three plays, no first downs, very few first downs, not many, very little offense, not scoring enough points, and the defense had to carry the load basically and try to keep the other team from scoring, which they did a great job of last year, especially the last three-fourths uh, three of the season. But if the offense isn't scoring, then it's not complimentary. But if the offense is doing its part, like they did, scoring 34 points at Wisconsin against a good defense, and if the, and the defense is doing its part, holding Wisconsin to 10 points, you get a 34-10 win. That's complimentary football. That's what he's talking about. And when the special teams mix in, and we've been – a little uneven, I would say, and uh, we got spoiled with Blake Hayes and uh, James McCourt. They were so good, so good together for so many years, and these guys will come along, but I know Robertson's, you know, needs to improve his punting, there's no doubt, and uh, Caleb Griffin, great young man, um, you know, I know he wants to be more consistent too, so um, they got to get all that figured out. They went through a bunch of kickers due to injuries and um, short kickoffs the other day and able to fight their way through it regardless. And, of course, one kickoff was short anyway, and then the guy fumbled it, which set us up for three points, as it turned out. So that's what he means by complimentary football. By the way, the uh, coaches show tomorrow night will not be at Papadell's. It'll be up at Atkins, uh, the quarterback club holding their meeting, a uh, dinner, quarterback club dinner, as opposed to a lunch. And uh, that'll I think the dinner's from 6 to 7, and the radio show will be out at Atkins from uh, 7 to 8. We'll have it live on the radio here and on our sister station, 
Light Rock 97.5. And we'll have the coach and the law firm of Randolph and Newton, Johnny Newton and Keith Randolph, who are two of the top, I think, four tacklers on the team. And they've been very disruptive, and they are a great tandem. You'll have fun listening to those two young men. And they like being on the radio, so that's that's a, that's a bonus. 9.44 at uh, DWS on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Back after this. Back on a penny for your thoughts. 217-356-9397 is our number. And the text line's been busy today. A lot of stuff, a lot of different topics. We do an open line here up until 10. We'll have the head of the Illinois Manufacturers Association on after the news at 10 for a little bit, 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll go back to an open line. If you want to have a say in how Unit 4 goes about assigning students to elementary schools, well, the uh, Unit 4 folks holding a, uh, through their project consultant, Cooperative Strategies, 22 one-hour meetings spread over two weeks starting tomorrow. 16 of those will be held virtually according to the online sign-up page from the uh, superintendent, Sheila Boozer, who we've had on before here, and she's always been a really good guest. Scheduled start times, Wednesday, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 7, Thursday. Then you get into next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then the following Monday, Tuesday. Getting feedback in an effort to close the widening gap in socioeconomic status among its 12 elementary schools, Unit 4 hired cooperative strategies to study the district's demographics, gather community feedback, and make recommendations on alternatives to its current schools of choice model for elementary assignments beginning with the 23-24 school year. The uh, firm presented two preliminary options to the school board at last week's meeting. Had a uh, texter here says, what do the Unit 4 listeners think about returning to neighborhood schools? This would save the taxpayers millions in busing costs and would reestablish the concept of community within neighborhoods. Kids would again go to school with their neighbors. This is a true way to make friends for life. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, Mark, who called earlier, is scared over nothing. It says, hashtag fake news. Someone said, is this the guy that can walk through mire and tell who is an illegal alien? Texter says. Uh, hi, Brian. Go Illini. The Democrats want to talk about anything else but or blame everyone else rather than talk about shootings, the safety act, or inflation. Food prices, their cognitive dissonance is amazing. Of course, the rest of us have to live with their disastrous policies, as listener says. They can't place blame for Biden's skyrocketing energy costs on his war on fossil fuels for destroying the economy. I guess we can only hope we don't have a bad winter and people don't freeze to death because we'll see no change in policy as long as the Democrats are in charge. Uh, oh, could you have a state Democrat leadership that actually supported and pushed for the passage of the Safety Act so we can hear why they think it's so wonderful and why there will only be superficial changes to the bill, if any, before the election? Well, we're going to talk about all of that on Thursday, so uh, get ready. We'll dig into the meat of all of that with State Senator Scott Bennett, who has been offering some uh, changes to it, some of the language in it. 
We'll see if he's having any success with that. And uh, Julia Reed, state's attorney. And let's see here. A majority at 950. A majority, a texter says, if you're listening audience, should like to know that Donald Trump Jr. is speaking this Saturday in Marion, Illinois. They can head down and hear lies about the election being stolen. Should be a hoot. <laughs> um, I take it that person's not going that sent in the text. But, yes, he is going to be speaking at the uh, keynote speaker at the group's 2022 Ronald Reagan Tribute Gala. The dinner to be held October 8th in the Pavilion in Marion is what I'm looking at from the uh, Southern Illinoisan. And let's see if there's anything else here. No, that's all I see on it right now, so. All right, 217-356-9397-951. Zoe up next. Hey, Zoe. Hi, Brian. Um, well, a couple things. A um, couple ideas for some guests on your program. I'd, I'd love to hear also a real, I mean, I agree about a liberal, that one, one of the, the uh, um, you know, that that act, that <laughs> The the criminal law. Yeah, the, call safe, it. the safety. Act. Yeah, that yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but I'd like to also hear a very you know conservative on it too. And um, but also the other thing is I wanted to suggest that you would have um, Francis Boyle B O Y L E on your program. He's in I believe international law at the U of I, and he's he authored the Biosafety Act, uh, which was passed in our uh, Congress. And he's t- testified a lot of places, including, I think, Congress. He's just brilliant. And I wish you would have him on your program. I think you'd find it very enlightening and hmm. interesting. Okay. Francis Boyle. Francis A. Boyle. Okay. Yes. And I think he's in international law over at the university. Mm-hmm. So. All right. And, uh, all right. by the way, Chapin was just on about all this last week. Yeah, so. and he was good. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Thanks. <laughs> so, you know, thank you. Yep. And he uh, actually writes about it today in the uh, News Gazette. His picture's in there. Are f- my buddy Chapin, 953 at uh, DWS. Let me get a break in. Hang on. Back after this. Nine fifty-five. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk fourteen hundred. DWS ninety-three-nine FM. Check us out on uh-huh. FM too. If you get a chance. By the way, just saw on the um, wire here. I guess L- Loretta Lynn has passed away. The age of ninety. So CBS may have something on that at the uh, top of the hour. All right, Loretta Lynn has passed away at the age of ninety. Sorry to hear about that. Uh, give a big shout-out to Josh Whitman, a listener says. The man has a vision and passion for the orange and blue. Mike Thomas took the athletic department backwards so f- so far that we need to be so proud of what Josh has done. Keep up the great work, Brian. All right, well, thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, Josh has done a, done a great job. And I think the big thing with Josh is he played here. He, you know, he's uh, he interned here after his playing days. He, I think he understands the orange and blue, he bleeds it. So I think that's that's a it makes a big difference. It really does, and I think it's a great quality that he has. So plus he's a smart guy too. 
That helps, too. 9.57 at uh, DWS. Cindy, how you doing, Cindy? Hi. just wanted to voice uh, uh, about these schools of choice. Now, I think you two were, when we were, had our children in school, um, we, the, what is called schools of choice was to appease the consent decree lawsuit. Did you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So that's why they were trying to uh, do that in such a manner to, um, to you know, make the courts happy and those who filed the lawsuit. No, we're no longer under that. So I don't understand why they're why they're doing this still. Why can't people just choose what school they want to go to? To make a child go to a school because they're poorer or they're richer, to me is you know, not right. You know, if you want to go to your neighborhood school um, and your parent, that's what your parents choose, why can't they just let that happen? Why do we have to make it an issue of how much money people make or what color they are or anything? Yeah, I was trying to remember uh, when I had the, the choice for both of my daughters, I had to list, you know, the school I really wanted to be at, and then there was two or three others. Right. Um, and then, and, and some people I know got what they wanted, other people did not. Um, right. But I, that was a court ordered issue. Right. It's not there anymore. Right. So I don't understand this, you know, politics garbage. Uh, you know, why, why are they trying to do this? Because they're trying to balance people's income. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I think it's the socioeconomic part of it. I think, I mean, that's, that's, so, that's what it appears to be. And that doesn't make sense to me. Who, like you should peep, I would encourage people to go to the state board of education in Illinois and see what um, from years of doing that and dealing with kids who had IEPs, if you know what that is, or a 504 plan, mm-hmm. um, you could uh, you can write that in your IEP which school that goes to. So use that document as as your help. But I don't know anything in the Illinois state law that says my poor or affluent child has to go to school with somebody of lesser or equal value. To me, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. They're going to take the input on it. So Okay. Um, All right. Just my thought. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. Pre- appreciate Bye-bye. you, Cindy. Thank you. All right. I think, yeah, it's nine fifty nine fifty five, which means i got to stop. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, back with more in a moment. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. And good morning again. Welcome back. Hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts. Had a really nice first hour. A lot of interesting comments. We'll get back to some open line conversation along the way as we uh, go here in hour number two after the uh, bottom of the hour. Again, tomorrow in the 10 o'clock hour, local uh, judge Jason Baum will join us. He's got a son who's a really good quarterback at Muhammad, by the way. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Big Illini fan. 
We'll talk to him about some of the uh, changes the uh, coming here at the first of the year uh, with the uh, cash bail and so forth and just talk about his job and his career a little bit, Judge Jason Baum, coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. And then we'll dig a little deeper, a lot deeper, into the Safety Act again and some of the implications there with uh, states as, uh, I'm sorry, State Senator Scott Bennett in the first hour, 9 o'clock on Thursday, and then the Champaign County State's Attorney Julia Reitz in the second hour. Illini Friday on Friday as we get ready for the Iowa Hawkeyes Saturday night at 6.30 at Memorial Stadium in Champaign. Martin O'Donnell will join me along with Kent and Cassie. We'll get you ready for all the activities on the Saturday night game against the Hawkeyes. All right, uh, October is uh, manufacturing month here in the state of Illinois. Friday, in fact. Uh, coming up is Manufacturing Day. A lot of activities around the state. Pleased to be joined by the president and CEO of the Illinois Manufacturing Association. His name is Mark Densler. How you doing, Mark? Hey, Brian. Good morning. I'm uh, doing very well. I mean, uh, our Illinois are playing great. Manufacturing Day is coming up. What What is better than that? <laughs> and the weather's pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been the uh, the head of the Illinois Manufacturing Association? So I became the president and CEO in 2019, but I had been with the IMA for about 20 years through two different stints, and uh, it's just it's fabulous. It's a great organization. We re- represent great companies that make things right here in Illinois and the United States, which is so important. And uh, and again, we look forward to uh, celebrating manufacturing this month. Yeah, no, you're part of that is you're doing a bus tour, right? We are. We For the first time, we are wrapping a 56-foot bus with our partners at the Manufacturing Excellence Center. We're starting in Lake County, and we're kind of doing that snake all around the state. I think we have 18 or 19 stops uh, throughout the state of Illinois, at, largely at manufacturing facilities, summer community colleges, uh, one's a distribution center. But, it, again, just to showcase great manufacturers across the state and some of the, the neat products that are made right here in Illinois and the career opportunities that are available. Yeah, we'll talk about some of that as we go. Are you going to make a stop here or nearby, as far as you know, uh, on the tour? We are. I, I, I know uh, we actually had our entire board of directors there in uh, Champaign the last week at Flux and Gate, and we took the board to a dinner at the uh, U of I football game on Thursday night. I know we're going to be at Watchfire Signs in Danville on Thursday. We'll be coming then down south, uh, hitting the area before we hit Salem and Carbondale. So yeah. we, we're heading down the, the east side of Illinois. Yeah, very good. We'll look forward to that. Uh, one other note, too. Now, uh, Gordy Holton works with you, right? He, he does. Yeah. Gordy came over as our COO uh, three or four years ago and just does a fantastic job. And obviously, you all had him in Champaign County, and we were lucky to get him. Well, let me ask you, manufacturing in the state of Illinois, um, how is it going, I guess? I know that's kind of a broad question. but uh, (laughs) It's a great question, Brian, and I think too many people have an outdated perception that manufacturing is dark, dirty, and dangerous, and all the jobs have left the country. And actually, manufacturing employs about 660,000 men and women on factory floors today, contribute over $600 billion in annual economic output, which is the largest share of Illinois' economy. And so uh, it, it's alive and well. Uh, you have great manufacturers in Champaign. Again, our board was there a week or so ago and got to go through Flux and Gate, where, as you know, they make bumpers or Kraft macaroni and cheese or Frasca makes the uh, uh, you know the airline machines, the, the, the piloting machines, Apprentice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got a lot of well, a lot of manufacturing right uh, in Champaign County as well. And according to a study that we did called Manufacturing Matters, 
there's actually about $4.6 billion in economic output in Champaign County alone. Hmm. Wow, that's pretty. That's a really big number because we get so focused on the university, which is, I mean, that makes sense. It's yep. in the middle of our two cities here, but uh, the manufacturing output, that's a pretty impressive number. Yeah, it's about 13,000 jobs uh, supported by manufacturing in the county, direct and indirect. And, you know, the U of I is certainly an economic engine, and they're a great partner, actually. They're a member of the IMA because the synergies are great. I mean, the number of engineering graduates and business school graduates that they put out, and you see a lot of our members like ADM just an expansion at the research park in Abbott. And so there's there's a great relationship that we have, not only with the U of I, but also with Parkland College, where we were at uh, a week ago as well. Mm-hmm. Mark Densler is with us, president and CEO of the Illinois Manufacturing Association. This is Manufacturing Month in October. Friday is Manufacturing Day, and they'll be on a bus tour around the state highlighting manufacturing uh, in the state of Illinois. I know one area that people have asked me about, and maybe you can help with this, Mark, is uh, the number of workers trying to employ folks there's this new be a shortage of workers. What? Why is that? What's happening? You know, I, I think you had this kind of, uh, you know, a lot of people during the pandemic made decisions, whether they were seniors or young families. But before the pandemic started, Brian, nationally, there were 437,000 open manufacturing jobs. And, you know, the unemployment rate is three, three and a half percent. Today, you know, our unemployment rate's back down, but there are 850,000 open manufacturing jobs nationally and tens of thousands in Illinois. And, when you look at a manufacturing career, and again, you may be on the production floor, you might be in marketing, you could be in accounting, you could be an attorney, an engineer, but the average manufacturing job in Illinois pays about $80,000 a year in wages and benefits, and more than 90% have employer-funded health care. So these are good jobs, and we're really trying to open people's eyes. And whether it's the young man or woman coming out of high school or the ex-offender or the returning veteran, Uh, you know, someone dislocated from their current job, that there are all kinds of opportunities in manufacturing. And so part of this, the bus tour uh, we're going around the state is is really showcase those opportunities that are available because the jobs are definitely out there. And not just in manufacturing, you know, in trucking or nursing or education. Uh, But Mm -hmm. these are the good middle-class jobs that really support our communities. Absolutely. It's the the foundation in a lot of communities. The, the blue oh, collar work. Is. I mean, you know, Andrew Libman from Libman Broom Company just south is on our board of directors. And, you know, a company like Libman Broom and Arcola, I mean, they are the bedrock of that community, both economically and philanthropy and, you know, and everything that they do. And, of course, you know, Libman Brooms are a sponsor of the U of I basketball. So it's <laughs> so always, always great to see those when you're at the, uh, the State Farm Center. Yeah, we see them all over the Big Ten, actually. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Again, visiting with Mark Densler for a few minutes. Uh, as far as the, the you know training the next generation of workers, I know you're involved in that too. We are, and and, and again, manufacturers will take anybody and train them up. And so we've done a lot of work uh, over the last couple of years helping uh, create some new manufacturing academies in the state of Illinois. One in Bloomington, Normal, would open this fall. Uh, apprenticeship tax credits, but again, just trying to showcase these careers out there and. Uh, today's manufacturing, it's different. I grew up in Decatur, Brian, and so come over to the, oh, the old assembly hall at the time to watch basketball. My dad worked at Staley Manufacturing Company, now Tate and Lyle. And, and, you know, back in the day, you could walk to your factory and work for 30 or 40 years without additional training. But today, you know, most careers in manufacturing take some advanced skilling, whether you go to Parkland or you go to a technical school or University of Illinois, it requires some additional training and uh, because the jobs are just a higher skilled job. And 
so we're really working with our community colleges and our other partners to make sure that they're offering the programs that manufacturers need today. But again, if we today in today's job market, if we find someone that's willing to show up for work and put in a put in a long day's work, uh, the manufacturers will hire them and train them. I know semiconductors have been in the news a lot, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you want to talk supply chains and semiconductors, um, you know, particularly in the auto sector, we saw, you know, a lot of slowdown when uh, when car companies couldn't get the chips and a lot of cars sitting around uh, waiting to be delivered. So the IMA took the initiative before the President and Congress acted, passed the Micro Act in Illinois to incent chip production here. And, and with two national laboratories and great universities, we think we're well positioned. And then the president and Congress followed by passing the, the federal chips law. And so we're working right now, actually, the governor's office and Senator Durbin and Duckworth and I may have had some conversations about how we can attract these chip manufacturers to the state of Illinois. And when you look at it, Brian, uh, the United States uh, only produces now 13% of global microchips. And 20 years ago, we produced 40%. And Today, Asia produces 70% of all microchips and 90% of the high-tech that are used in aerospace and defense. So it's important for our country, both economically and for our national security, to make sure we're producing them right here at home. And yeah. So hopefully the, the legislation passed federally and in the city of Illinois will, will help some of those companies uh, be attracted to Illinois. Yeah, because there was a lot of talk. You mentioned uh, when the height of, and it still be some tension, but China and Taiwan. I mean, I think it's Taiwan's a huge supplier of those, right? Yeah, that, that's absolutely the case. That's why the tensions you have between China and Taiwan is uh, the Taiwanese semiconductor company. And, uh, again, we can't rely on China or Asia for these. We have to make them uh, right here at home. I, and I think if the pandemic's taught us anything, you know, whether it's PPE or other equipment, to make sure that we make them right here in our own backyard. Mark Densler with us for a few more minutes, president and CEO of the Illinois Manufacturing Association, as we talk manufacturing in the state of Illinois. I know everybody's talking about uh, the future with electric vehicles. I know you've done some work in that too, right? We have. I actually, I drive a Rivian R1T uh, that we got, you know, from Rivian just down the road. And what an amazing success story. Uh, I know they now have about 6,000 employees providing uh, electric trucks and delivery vehicles for Amazon. And, you know, as the country and the world moves in that direction, uh, we're well positioned. We passed the RevEdge Act uh, here in Illinois for uh, both the, the large auto manufacturers and suppliers, actually TCCI, the Demersion Family Indicator, just signed the first RevEdge deal to make compressors and actually had Kofi Coburn signed to his first NIL contract. Compressors are cool like Kofi, and they keep the vehicles cool. And so we have Line Electric in, in Joliet make electric school buses, and, of course, you have Rivian, and we have a Ford plant in Chicago and Stellantis in uh, the Rockford area, and, and a huge supply chain. And so... Uh, companies like Borg Warner or Fluxengate, they're in the auto supply chain, uh, want to make sure that they're successful, and we want to make sure as electric vehicles are produced that, you know, Illinois is a, is a central location for that. Yeah, it's one thing to say, okay, we want electric vehicles by whatever, but at the ground level, you know, like the IMA and others have to be in a position to be able to, you know, start at the ground level and make it happen. Right, right, I mean, and, and it's the chicken thing. You have to have yeah. the chargers as well. You know, right. I know as I drive my as I drive my Rivian, got to make sure that we have the charging stations, and we've got some of those being produced right here in Illinois. And and again, it, it's a long process to get there. Like you know, you can't just flip a switch and everything's going to be electric tomorrow. Uh, 
Uh, you know, certainly uh, you're going to have your internal combustion engines going to be around for decades to come. But, you know, as, as the country transitions, uh, you know, Illinois, we think, is the best place to manufacture. And uh, right here in the, in the heart of the United States and with our infrastructure and our colleges and our workforce, uh, we want to attract more manufacturers and great jobs here to the state. Now, I was told to ask you about Maker's Madness. Uh, <laughs> tell me about that. What, what is that? <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a great, fun contest that we do every spring, Brian, uh, to determine the coolest thing made in Illinois. And first year, we had about 150 products, and then 200 and some the next year. And this year, we had 400 unique products. Um, and the Rivian R1T was voted. 300,000 votes was voted the coolest thing made in Illinois. The first year was Caterpillar's large mining truck that stands 27 feet tall, made in Decatur. But actually, Imprentice, uh, which makes some grading, blazed infraction gradings for like visual reality and augmented reality glasses, right in Champaign, small company that started at the U of I, only I think 10 or 12 employees, they were a final four, uh, they were one of the final four contestants mm. this year. And so Carly at, at the Champaign County EC and the Chamber and everyone in Champaign County did a great job of pushing Imprentice. But out of 400 products, they were voted as one of the four coolest things in Illinois. And so we're, we'll kick that off again in the spring next year. Uh, but again, amazing to see what's made here. White House China, red solo cups, or combines, or mining equipment. You know, we just have a lot of cool things that are made uh, right here in yeah. Illinois that we like to showcase. Yeah, it's easy to overlook it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. For sure. I was going to add, on your personal side, I looked, looked at your bio. You worked for a lot of interesting people. Uh, Tom Ewing among them, right? Right out of college? <laughs> I did. I, yeah. I grew up in Decatur and, you know, and went to school at Illinois Wesleyan University in Bloomington and spent some time working for uh, for Tom when he was in Congress. And then I came back to the Illinois General Assembly before uh, starting with the IMA. And uh, I know you were appointed to a position, uh, I think, Governor Edgar, you worked with his Eikenberry Commission on School Funding. You were appointed to a position by Governor Rauner. Uh, so you've had an interesting uh, career. Yeah, I will tell you, it's it's not the path I think I had planned. I was originally going to be in med school and, and decided to kind of take a year or two off and thought about law school and, uh, you know, and, and this position opened up. And, again, it, it's great to work with manufacturers. I mean, manufacturing really has built our nation, uh, been involved in every major historical event in the history, and just to see the cool stuff that is made. It's the favorite part of my job is is taking factory tours uh, and just seeing, you know, the great men and women, the pride that they have and the products that they make. And, uh, again, whether it's the car you drive, the cereal you eat, the cell phone you use, the computer, the telephone, someone has to make all that stuff. And, and, and most of it or a lot of it's made right here in the United States. Again, Mark Densler with us. Another minute or two here with the Illinois Manufacturing Association. It really doesn't matter who, which party's in power, where, or whatever. Manufacturing goes on regardless, right? You, I mean, you got to work with both sides of the aisle looks like you've been pretty good at that absolutely we want to manufacture majority that that a majority of people in the general assembly republican democrat women men house senate you name it that support manufacturers and and again it's such a vital part of our economy and i think it's underappreciated you know most manufacturers just go about their business they don't pat themselves on the back and a lot, Brian, as you know, are in kind of industrial parks, kind of gray, nondescript buildings, and people don't know what goes on behind those doors. And so hey, we have to do a better job of showcasing these companies, the careers, to make sure that we get you know young men and women and other people involved in the manufacturing sector because – you know, we don't want to have to, to call China and say, can we have some steel when we make our next warship, for example. We mm -hmm. want that steel produced right here at home. And, uh, you know, or Latania Sports, you know, and 
formerly Gil, who headed the U of I uh, track program, you know, just north of Champaign there. I mean, mm-hmm. just showing all of these great manufacturers and the jobs that are available. And again, you know, Brian, I'll stress whether you're a, a young person coming out of high school or you're, you know, 50 years old looking for a career, there, there are great opportunities in manufacturing today for everybody. Yeah, where should people go to learn more about the Illinois Manufacturing Association? Yeah, you can visit our website. It's uh, www.ima-net.org or just Google Illinois Manufacturers Association. And especially look at Makers on the Move as our bus trip that kicks off on uh, uh, on Friday. We'll be around the state, I think, 18 different stops over a week period of time. And so if there's one close to you, uh, come on out, take a look at this wrap bus and, and learn more about manufacturing. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. One more last personal note I came across. You used to have a weekly poker game with Barack Obama. Did I read <laughs> I that did. right? We did it. So at the IMA, we, uh, back when he was a state senator, we had a, uh, there was a Wednesday night poker game in the IMA offices and, uh, and Senator Obama, then state Senator Obama at the time would always be here along with some other folks. And so, yeah, it's just it's a great way to meet legislators and get to know them on a personal level. Yeah. Um, so when you're talking to them later about issues, but you learn about their family and friends. And so, yeah, it was always a fun experience. Yeah. Was he a good poker player? Uh, I won't comment on that. Let's just say I think I take a few bucks from him, and he took a few from me here and there. So. Yeah, it was a fifty-fifty deal. So yeah, it was. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, very good. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, I know in my career in broadcasting, it's amazing who you run into uh, yeah. during your career. You know that uh, mm-hmm. go on to be really big names, and in his case, of course, to be president. But uh, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. cool deal. So, hey, Mark, it's yeah. been a pleasure to visit with you. Good luck with the tour. You and, too, Brian. Uh, and we'll uh, let's keep uh, keep bringing some uh, Illinois wins as well, and let's uh, paint uh, paint the field orange on uh, Saturday night for the game. Yep, we're going to try. We're going to look forward right. to it. Hey, thanks, okay. Mark. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. Take right. care. Good luck with everything. Mark Densler is the president and CEO of the Illinois Manufacturing Association, and I uh, hope you'll check out their website. A lot of great uh, manufacturing stories here in Illinois. All right, a quick break. Back with more news headlines coming up here in a little bit. And then we've got more open line up until 11 o'clock. Strolling along country roads with my baby. It starts to rain, it begins to pour. Without an umbrella, we're soaked to the sky. We haven't had any rain in a while, have we? Laughter in the rain. All right, 10.33 at uh, News Talk 1400 DWS and 93.9 FM. Hutchcraft uh, Van Service, one of our sponsors here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. 1614 North Lincoln, great uh, facility out there they have. And, of course, everybody knows Hutchcraft. They've been around since 1953. Or they joined the uh, became agents for United Van Lines. They've been around... Uh, well, let's see. Well, they began the family-owned business back in the 40s. <laughs> so we're going way back. Just as American families were growing and moving throughout the country, now more than uh, all these years later, one of the best moving companies in Illinois, and again became agents for United Van Lines at a time the new carrier launched to meet a growing demand for national moving services. They have over 50 trucks, vans, and trailers, special commodity drivers for transporting high-value equipment, Household goods, relocations, and storage capabilities, short-term and summer storage for students, international military relocation services. Hutchcraft simplifies moving in Illinois. 
and your relocation specialist prepared to make the process run a lot more smoothly than it uh, than it can. All right, Hutchcraft, they understand moving. Several amenities, you can check out their website, but uh, Hutchcraft Van Service is uh, where you can go, hutchcraftvanservice.com, or give them a call at 217-328-3333. A lot of threes there. All right, let's get an update here from uh, CBS News, shall we, here at the bottom of the hour. Again, Loretta Lynn has passed away. Uh, that's one of the headlines today. Stock market is up like 700 or something at last count. Here's what CBS has. Ten thirty-seven on a penny for your thoughts and an open line. The first hour we had uh, Mark Densler join us from the Illinois Manufacturing Association. If you missed any of that, you can go to wdws.com. Jason Baum, the judge here, will be um, with us in the ten o'clock hour tomorrow. Scott Bennett, Julia Reitz, back-to-back hours, not together, but back-to-back nine to nine and ten. On Thursday, Illini Friday on Friday. we got Monday morning quarterbacks next Monday, hopefully after an Illini win over Iowa. That would be nice. Probably getting a little ahead of the game, but uh, people are getting excited. I know there's already a, there's always bowl projections. I mean, they, they pick the NCAA tournament teams like in November. I mean, they guess at that starting in November. So they do a lot of stuff way too early. But uh, one of the uh, projections I saw, and they've been, it's been all over the map, but uh, one of them had Illinois in the Outback Bowl <laughs> January 2nd. So getting way ahead of the curve here, but got to beat Iowa first and got to win some more games. But that's just uh, if you take a snapshot of where the race is right now as far as the Big Ten West or the Big Ten season. Eh, people, I guess, have websites they do that on. Somebody else had the Pinstripe Bowl in uh, Yankee Stadium. Somebody else, there's a couple of others. It's all guesswork at this point. I mean, I could I could do my own site and just take guesses like that too. So, but I I don't have time. <laughs> Ten thirty nine at DWS. Uh, hey Brian, Zoe says Francis Boyle is brilliant. He's also the one who authored the City of Urbana's Sanctuary City resolution back in twenty sixteen. Yes, he'd be a very interesting guest to be sure. Uh, good morning, Brian. I'd like to hear more from both sides of the aisle on the workers' rights law we'd be voting on. The way it's labeled is on the ballot is very confusing, and I'd like to know what I'm voting for. Can you have some people from both sides on to discuss this? Yeah, I took a note, and I'll see what I can find out. I don't know who to reach out to on that, either for or against or someone who could explain what it is. Because I've seen the commercials on TV. We haven't had any ads, I don't think, running on the radio yet. So I don't know precisely what it is, a worker rights law that is on amendment or that's on the ballot. I'll have to do some more investigative work on that, try to figure that out. But, yes, let me um, – I've got people working on that. How about that? Let me say that. We'll see what we can find out. And what is the link, someone said, to register for Superintendent Boozer's Unit 4 school reorganization forums? I don't see the link in the News Gazette article or on the district website. Um, I tried to scan the website, the district website, real fast. I didn't see it right offhand, but that doesn't mean it's not there. But um, Jim Rosso says he just added a focus group link to the online story. 
if that helps you. So there may be on the online story now for the Unit 4 uh, forums they're doing on the organization of the elementary schools and so forth. Uh, if you go to the online story, and uh, they've added a focus group link for that. Now, if I learn any more I'll, in the next 20 minutes, I'll let you know if I see something else. Hopefully that helps. All right, we're here to serve. All right, 1040 uh, break. Back with more. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400. On this Tuesday, got a busy week ahead and a big one, big football game at the end of the week. High school football getting into crunch time here in the middle of October here soon. So it's all coming fast. Back after this. We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate. There's not much time left today. Ten forty-five. On a penny for your thoughts. An open line up until eleven. Judge Jason Baum tomorrow in the ten o'clock hour. Get his thoughts on the uh, changes coming up. Talk about his career quite a bit. He's had an interesting career as well. But uh, his view as from the bench as to what's going to happen on January one and what he thinks might happen. I know a lot of judges are like, well, we don't really know for sure. We're kind of waiting to see what happens. And uh, Thursday, we'll talk to Scott Bennett and to Julia Reed, so they'll be able to give us a lot of good uh, detail, I would think, on all of that. 1045 at uh, News Talk 1400 DWS. By the way, I saw an interesting little historical tidbit. I don't think I ever thought about this. October 4, 1861, President Abraham Lincoln observed a balloon demonstration near Washington, D.C., both Confederate and Union armies experimented with using balloons to gather military intelligence in the early stages of the war. But the balloons proved to be dangerous and impractical for most situations. Even before the firing on Fort Sumter in April of 1861, several firms approached the U.S. War Department concerning contracts for balloons. The primary figure in the Union's experiment with balloons was Thaddeus Low, an inventor who had been working with hydrogen balloons for several years before the war. He had built a large craft and hoped to make a transatlantic crossing. 1861 of April that year, he conducted trials around Cincinnati, Ohio, with the support of the Smithsonian Institution. On April 19th of that year, he took off on a flight that floated all the way to Unionville, South Carolina, where he was jailed briefly by Confederates who were convinced he was a Union spy. He became the head of the Union's Balloon Corps in 1861, effectively served during the Peninsular Campaign of 1862. With a view provided from his balloon, he discovered the Confederates had evacuated Yorktown, Virginia, and he provided important intelligence during the Battle of Fair Oaks, Virginia. He enjoyed a good working relationship with George McClellan, with the uh, commander of the Army of the Potomac, but had difficulty with his successors, Generals Burnside and Hooker, who were not convinced that balloon observations provided any accurate information. The Balloon Corps eventually was disbanded in August of 1863 after his pay was slashed. Feeling that Army commanders did not take his service seriously, he resigned in the spring of 1863. But I had no idea. I didn't even think about balloons back in 18... 61 at the start of the Civil War. I never heard I never heard about that. 
And again, as we mentioned, the anniversary of Sputnik as well. So things in the air. 1048 at DWS. Ryan Dallas Real Estate, if you need some help moving a home, selling a home, buying a home, whatever it is, uh, they've served hundreds of families already this year. Number one real estate team in central Illinois, ranked in the 15th spot in the nation for homes sold. Five-star experience. Many of their clients rave about that. They're trained to find solutions that get you the best deal with the least amount of stress when it comes to selling or buying your home. 833-595-SOLD. Go to RyanDallasRE.com. Good morning, Brian, a texter says. It's nice to see the orange pom-poms out. It'll be nice to see the orange pom-poms out for the game all throughout the stadium, maybe even orange and white. That would look nice, a listener says. All right, yeah, that would be... uh, that would be nice. 1049. Let's get a big crowd there, shall we? Uh, I've I've kind of been saying as we've went along here, I just sense something different about A, the coaching staff, and B, the team itself. And, uh, you know, some of these better years we've had over the – and the ones we've had, which haven't been many, to be, to be honest. Obviously, we've had some down years. But the ones we've had that have been really good, the years kind of – snuck up on us the team did it was like oh we're pretty good and I kind of sensed that again it's like yeah <laughs> and just because when you looked at the schedule back in August you thought oh boy October is going to be really tough now after the games we've played you're like hey we can win some of these Scott Beatty's in here yes how just, can I help how can I help you sir I just wanted you to know and, and any students who are listening at Illinois football I don't know if you caught it tweeted out that they're they have uh, had donors purchase a thousand student tickets. Okay, and they're giving them away today. Really, twelve thirty p.m. at the Butkus statue for students. For students, yeah, twelve thirty. Yeah, at the Butkus statue, one thousand really? students. So a donor tickets. bought thousand tickets and wants to give them away. Or really? donors, they're donors, not. At least yeah. the tweet didn't. Okay, maybe it was you. That no, bought it was not me. No, it was not me. <laughs> You'd say so if it was. <laughs> So I just want to let you know. Okay. I, about, yeah, I not I checked heard, my Twitter lately. So yeah. Okay. And, and if any students are, I don't know how they're. I don't know the process of this. If you're a student, I assume you have to show, show an ID or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so students there you go. have their IDs. Yeah, my daughter has one. So yeah, okay. Twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. Butkus. Student, get your tickets. Yep. That's very cool. Thank you. Yep. Need a little uh, sounder, like breaking news sounder. I don't know if that was breaking news. Well, okay. Well, it was. <laughs> it was news. Interesting news. All right. Thank you. See ya. Very good. 10.50 at DWS. Let me get a break in. Another one. Uh, let's check out the guys in the desert. Brent's guys in the desert. Give me some numbers, Brent. In case you missed it, uh, Loretta Lynn has passed away at the age of 90. You're going to hear coal miner's daughter quite a bit today on all the newscasts, I would think. So uh, country music legend Loretta Lynn passing away. 10.55. Let's get Herb in here before the top of the hour. Hi, Herb. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Good, sir. Beautiful day. Huh? Oh, man. Okay. I, I got a quick comment about the safety bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have to confess I'm not uh, up to, way up to date on it, but I think I've heard no cash bail mentioned, right? Right. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my feeling, and this is just my opinion. There are so many videos anymore, and a lot of people are caught in the act of committing violence against other people. That shouldn't even be a question of bail. My feeling on that is if you're caught in that, there's video that you go to jail, you stay in jail through your trial. That, that's my opinion. Okay. Uh, I have a, uh, a quick comment on the uh, text you got earlier about the off, uh, off your elections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Midterms. Uh, about yep. uh, 94, 104, 114. Well, the, <laughs> we, I, I get really down on the Biden administration because of immigration. And I think they went way overboard. And I think Chuck Schumer standing up and saying they can't do anything about it because the Republicans, when they control Congress, that's ridiculous. But here's the deal. Those off-year elections, that, that, that went Republican. In, in Bill Clinton's administration, he had one of his, inaugur- or his uh, State of the Union speeches he said a big concern at that time, the most pressing concern, was immigration. Now, we've had three Republican Congresses since then, and we've had, what, two or three Democrats. None of them have addressed the situation. So I guess we can't very well just sit around and blame Biden for what's going on. They, they should have been dealt with a long time by both parties. Well, that's right. They both, uh, I mean, they came close back, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. They got really close. Uh, well, and George W. Bush tried to fashion a, there was a coalition of Republicans yeah. and Democrats that tried to get a handle on it, and uh, they couldn't get it across the finish line. And everybody warned if it's like a, you know, an illness or a, something you start with that's small, if you don't take care yeah. of it, you know, then it gets more of a problem. And now we got a big problem. And, well, and they haven't even dealt with the dreamers. And originally, I was against amnesty for them, but I've kind of done a lot of thinking about it. If if you took those, if they've been here ten years and they have been working at menial jobs to get by, you need to make them citizens because if you do, and the threat is removed of them being sent home for some piddling little offense, then they will be allowed to apply for better paying jobs which is going to make more taxes, more Social Security, more benefit to society. And if they've been here that long, they pretty well demonstrated that they are as qualified to be citizens as a lot of these kids that don't even know how the government runs. Hmm. Hey, good thoughts, Herb. Thank you. Okay. All right. Yep. Good to hear well, from you. Talk to you later. Yep, very good. Yeah, no, it's – it's. Um, I mean, they were talking about this in the 80s about immigration, illegal immigration, what to do about it. Obama talked a lot about it. In fact, he even I saw a clip of a speech he made a decade ago where he was talking about we got to get a handle on the southern border. Well, now it's like it's it's effectively wide open. I mean, uh, that's the whether people want to say it's open or not. <laughs> it, we're seeing it every day. I mean, it's and somebody's got to take the political will to do something about it, and right now we're in election year, it's not going to happen right now. All right, hang in there. The weather's great. Glad to have been with you here today on a penny for your thoughts. Always enjoy it. Man, I just love hearing from people and chatting with people about all the big issues of the day, whether they're serious or not. I'm just looking forward to more of it. All right, Jason Baum tomorrow, Scott Bennett, Julia Reitz on Thursday, our Illini Friday. Martin O'Donnell joins me then. 
and then football on Saturday. So that's my week ahead. Hope your week is a good one. Enjoy the rest of today. Thanks for being with us. WDWS Champaign-Urbana News next and the latest on the passing of Loretta Lynn from CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Steve Kathan. When I was born to call miner's daughter. And Loretta Lynn died a country music legend with Grammys and other awards and 11 number one country hit singles. She was 90 years old. Loretta Lynn said the songs she wrote and sang were about whatever is bothering me at the time. And what often bothered her was her husband, Oliver. He was known as Dew. His cheating, drinking ways inspired plenty of Loretta's music. And don't come home drinking. about her turbulent marriage in her autobiography, Coal Miner's Daughter, later turned into a popular film. I'm warning you, dude. I better not ever catch you a trash like that again. Still, the couple stayed married for 48 years until his death in 1996. He was not just my husband. He was my dad. He was everything. Jim Taylor, CBS News. Her family says Loretta Lynn died at her home in Tennessee. Well, the Supreme Court's tackling an important case today as we hear from CBS's Jim Crisula. The court is considering a lawsuit seeking to force Alabama to create a second black majority congressional district. A lawyer for the state told the justices. That is our core argument, that it cannot be that they can come forward with a map that we would never be allowed to draw. NAACP lawyer Duell Ross spoke on behalf of the plaintiffs. There's nothing race neutral about Alabama's map. While 27 percent of Alabama residents are black, only one of the state's seven congressional districts is mostly african-american florida's path to recovery from hurricane ian is going to be a long one cbs's benuel bajorquez taking in the destruction on sanibel island the extent of the destruction is staggering trees flattened homes shredded roads ripped apart some evacuees are returning to see the damage firsthand like the jankowskis brothers who took a boat here devastation is unreal it's horrible i mean you walk down the streets you can't even recognize what streets they are it's a tragedy the faa is telling air Airlines to give flight attendants at least 10 hours off duty between shifts. Currently, it's nine. Union President Sarah Nelson. This was a safety risk in aviation. Three men awarded the Nobel Prize for Physics today. CBS's Vicki Barker. American John F. Clauser, Alain Aspect of France, and Austrian Anton Zeilinger share the prize for pioneering work in quantum mechanics that helped crack a conundrum first posed by Albert Einstein. It's the way matter and light can be entangled even when distance is apart. Right now on Wall Street, the Dow is up 750 points. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring system helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Lockheed Martin understands what it takes to accomplish critical missions around the globe. They know it begins with long-standing partnerships rooted in expertise, interoperability, and trust. The most critical missions call for the F-35. It is essential to Allied air power. Across the growing community of F-35 nations, the need for alliance-based deterrence against evolving threats is stronger than ever. Lockheed Martin, your mission is ours. If anything's got a chance of solving the world's problems, it's science and technology. And every breakthrough was the result of somebody doing the breaking through. I'm David Pogue. 
This is Unsung Science, the untold creation stories behind the most mind-blowing advances in science and tech. Presented by CBS News and Simon & Schuster. You can listen to Unsung Science wherever you get your podcasts. A Russian court says Brittany Griner's appeal will be heard in three weeks. The American basketball star was sentenced to nine years in prison on drug charges. CBS News correspondent Charlie Daggett reports now from eastern Ukraine, where Russian forces have been pushed back. This morning, we crossed over into the Donbass region in eastern Ukraine. As far as President Putin is concerned, we're now walking on Russian soil. But there's a heavy Ukrainian military presence here. On the way here, a couple of Ukrainian fighters jets flew overhead. What makes it concerning is when President Putin annexed these areas, he said that he would use everything at his disposal to defend what he called now Russian territory. Indonesia's soccer federation has issued fines and has banned two officials from one team for life after the stadium riot that left at least 125 people dead. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS. I got behind on my taxes. It's a horrible feeling. He was in denial. When I got those letters from the IRS, you wanted to act like they didn't exist. Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me. The fast action and the great results made Dan... Dan's head spin. I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.